Then you yeah. have, yeah. you know, whale sperm. Okay, hold back off. Wait, hold, wait. Okay, you know, sometimes no, that no. Gets a is little it, weird. Was it? Is that an exaggeration, or did you actually get served whale sperm? I legitimately did ate you whale sperm. Hi guys. Hey, Hi. how you doing, bud? Oh my goodness gracious! Great balls of fire. Gels' hair keeps getting nicer, and Dakota's beard <laughs> keeps getting bigger. I haven't seen yeah. you guys in a while. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. A lot of stuff has changed, but uh, I'm happy to be here. When I when I look back and I think to myself, would I ever see Dakota sitting in my bedroom? What? Okay, with, now with don't, a that's not the, don't, in front of his mouth. People need more context. With headphones on. <laughs> like, would I have ever thought that would happen? The answer is no. I would have never estimated that. Just so everybody is aware, we are in a, a spare bedroom, and uh, welcome to the first Martini Works podcast. We're here. And we're live, baby. You know, just for the sole record and uh, timekeeper elements of the 12 people that could be watching this for ulterior motives, um, these two individuals are not employed by me or work for me in any way, shape, or form. They have come here on their own free unemployed will uh, to talk about cars for the entire day. Yeah, fun fact, Alex doesn't always need to just pay us to hang out. Sometimes we just <laughs> You hang out with Alex. That, you made it sound kind of depressing. Well, but, um, I pay, you, we, do, we are friends with Alex. I know. We before any of this. I mean, we go way back. Way back before anything. You know, we were doing stuff. So I don't know if people realize that. But Dakota, how long has it been since the Dakota Stone photography days? I started that in 2012. I want to say that so is... it was like the year I graduated high school, and that's 10 years over 10 years ago. I think I had my Old. driver's license by then. Oh, Old. my God. Yeah. Gels is the Did baby. You? I am the baby. 2012. So I would have been. Because that's when I graduated. So that was my year two years. I would have like just gotten it. Probably probably just gotten. I would have been probably like a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And then Gels, when did you get into the, the car scene with WCC Ooh. and stuff in Wisconsin? It was probably right around. Man, it had been like 20, like late 2013 into 2014. Oh probably. My God. So nine years. Yeah. Oh. So we've known each other for literally Almost a decade. Yeah, it's getting through close. The, through a the, hot minute. Through the community. I didn't buy an Wisconsin. anniversary gift. Did you buy an anniversary gift? Oh, I bought an anniversary gift. I, You're drinking the anniversary yep. gift <laughs> I'm giving you that was in the basement. Well, you told me to go get it, and I gave it. So that was my <laughs> gift, actually. But. That's fair. That's right. fair. Is this last year's? <laughs> you know, I saw it, and I, I was like, damn, that's the cool can. I want to drink out of that one. And then when I cracked it, I was like, that's yeah. probably from like a year ago. Well, like, hey, 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 hey. Do you taste the difference? No. <laughs> Exactly. With bush light, it's pretty light taste of beer. It's uh, if, even if it's skunked, you're that's you're okay. You're right. you're pretty good. So, Gels, what have you what have you been up to? Oh God. Yeah. What are you doing nowadays? Yeah. What what what? Like I don't see you every single day of my life. What have you been up to? <laughs> like I don't follow every single thing you ever <laughs> yeah, post. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, make a lot of videos. Uh, trying to keep two just atrociously <clears throat> unreliable vehicles running and in one piece. You always have had an odd taste I of what cars you yeah, yeah, I would like to I would like to state that I think Gels does come after me as a strong second for the most unreliable group of vehicles you could own. Group of vehicles, yeah. Because you have the two forty and then you still have the So the RX eight. The rotary powered RX eight. Yep. Yes, the rotary powered RX eight as it will always be. It doesn't need to be. <laughs> you can change that. No, you keep a rotary in there. No, you, you can swap. That no. <laughs> 
case swap some things is great. I love it. Yeah, it's yes. exciting. Oh, That's not one of those. I'll case swap the two forty. Yeah, there we go. Those. That makes sense. Uh. Case swap your your Beamer, your daily, the BMW. Was yeah, no, that is that is the one. What, what is it? Twenty eight. Come on. I don't what I don't. What's even the difference between three eighteen and three twenty eight? They're both NA. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's a couple things. You don't <laughs> brag about their owning a three eighteen. Do you break about a 328? A no. little bit. No. What? No. No. A little bit. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you're if you're in high school and you have a BMW that's 328, fair, yeah. that's yeah. A, that's a big deal. If you have like an E36, you break about a uh, 328. Correct. Because the 325 was like, and the 318. I was water. Just, like, yeah. I like to be a self-proclaimed car enthusiast, but when you start talking about BMWs or Porsches <laughs> and all their stupid fucking numbers and letters, I get so lost because I am convinced that they. Maybe at one point meant something, but they literally mean nothing now. I mean, the, gr- the greatest thing about that is Mercedes-Benz did that with their AMG, it's, right? Yeah, it's the all e, this hero e, shit. E55 AMG, right? Yeah. What would you assume the liter engine size is? 5.5. 5.5, 5. right? Yeah. Wrong. It's a oh. 5.4 liter supercharged V8. E54 just don't roll off the they tongue the same? Want, or they, just want, they just didn't want that one. That shit drives me insane. E63, you want to take a guess? 6.2 liter. Oh, you nailed it. Oh, but okay, you just got to subtract. <laughs> you just got to throw a period in there at some point, just subtract one. And then for off dumb, I hate that shit. Yeah, then BMW decided to put the M in front of everything, and now, now it's all nothing. Anyways, happens. before we so rudely interrupted, you have two cars. Yeah, both so, naturally. Yeah, so working on those, doing a lot of videos, playing a lot of COD. Uh, oh, big COD guy. Yeah, and just uh, hanging out at home with my dog. Hell yeah. What's your dog's name? Millie. There you go, fans. Millie's a psychopath. You know Millie Jill's is a psychopath. Name. She doesn't have any limitations on anything, including the water that she drinks. So it's like I hear the slopping of the water, and I know I have to go physically stop her. She'll just drink until she throws up. So it's like a good way to get out of like my desk at home <laughs> to like to go track down the dog from throwing up. From, yeah, drinking. Okay, so it sounds like you're having a good time. Alex, oh, what, what have you been up to, man? You've been up to a lot. You're nonstop. I'm yeah. convinced you're a robot. No. Convince me you're not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> content content's been huge you know yeah. just got back from uh just got back from japan with i the am so guys. That was dope. jealous really exciting uh that trip learned learned a lot about the japanese car culture some of like the stuff that i would argue a lot of people assume here are like true you oh. know that aren't oh. At, oh. at all in any was there anything that surprised you about the japanese car culture so I think in a like the biggest difference between what I noticed in the Japanese car culture versus the American car culture is the Japanese car culture truly is like very authentic and true to themselves. Yep. Like sure. they really are in it only for them. So mm-hmm. their conceptions around like YouTubers or photographers and things like that, like that's very new to them. So having a YouTuber walking around Daikoku to like normal people was really wild and crazy whereas here in america if you go to a car show or if you go to like a you know drift event there's nine million people with cameras and trying to do vlogs and things like that so um it was just different you got to see people enjoy cars for what seemed like they were legitimately enjoying the car versus i think in america people spend more time hoping that their car brings you know an audience or brings attention that they're looking for not that that's a bad thing but there was a lot less of it over there like all the formula drift race car drivers outside of like two or three they had like 40 followers on instagram and they were just there having a good time (laughs) drifting we're here to drive yeah yeah, like cusco racing i met the, the kid that's 13 years old he's drifting an 850 horsepower yaris and he's got like 3500 followers and he shares the Instagram account with somebody else. Which cat is this? Um, that looks like Maki. Maki Maki-ado. 
Yeah, we got we got. There's two of them there, like twins. Yeah, don't look. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey! Inappropriate, absolutely. All right. So if you're listening and you don't have the video, uh, there's a cat butthole on camera right now. <laughs> and when we came back, we dropped the new. I have to plug the bag. Is that I do from really Japan? like that it's, bag. Yeah. Well, no, it's not from Japan. You found it in Japan. Well, we collabed with Obsess it? Worldwide. It's handmade. There's only a ton of them, and uh, it's sick. It That's my sick. favorite. It's like that bag. HKS well, pattern. I, you're. My favorite product that you've released is that. Thank you. It, it turned out really good. It did turn out really good. Yeah. So uh, besides that, that's all I've been up to. Content, cars, trying to start up some some new exciting things. Content, um, cars, cats. Content, cars, and cats, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about you? Me. Big yeah. big champ over there. I don't know. I've been yeah. live streaming a lot. Yeah. Um, figuring my life out. God, that was your live streams are hilarious oh thank you i appreciate that i yeah i have some fun with it if you guys didn't know like super into cars obviously but i've always been big into gaming and things like that as well so i was like why won't i start live streaming too like i'm playing video games why not like hang out with people while i do it so started doing that and and you're playing the best yeah i never played first time need for speed most wanted i've never played it before so i'm playing it for the first time i know i say how did you you become a car enthusiast if you didn't (laughs) play most wanted because I, I played on underground. And so under underground is what got you into yes. the car scene. So yeah. I I loved underground. I think underground two was really where I yep. got yeah, the same. got the love. I played both, but yeah, underground yeah. two I spent a lot of time. But I think you, it was the open world. Like it yeah. just, mm-hmm. it opened up a new world. Like it, it was just like wow. yeah, literally it was deep, right? That's Dude, crazy. the two thousand five most wanted <laughs> that like that taught me about the BMW M three. Yeah. yeah, like See? that was the car. Now we've come full circle. That's why I don't understand BMWs. Because you never I, played I, the damn game. I got the M3. I, I see it's called GTR. I'm like, that's not a Nissan. I get all confused. Yeah. And that's what happened. No, but uh, <laughs> I, I've been trying to make a bunch of content as well. I mean, that's kind of what we do. Uh, when I say figure out my life, I'm literally trying to figure out my life um, and the changes that have happened. Yeah. So working through that kind of stuff. And then, I don't know, doing stuff like this. This is fun. Yeah. This is cool. And then uh, hopefully here, starting out, having the Supra to rip in the winter because it's either I drive it or I sell it. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. 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 Life life changed real quick. Yeah. Yeah. 180. Yeah. SX. That's my car. That's the Japan version. Yeah. Well, sort I, of. Yeah. Well, yours is 240. It has 180 SX. Yeah, it says 180 on it. It's pretty cool. But was it actually? No, it's a 240. Right, yeah. get, that sh- <laughs> get that shit out of here. Let me figure that out. But man, I've always wanted to go to Japan. I think... That is the coolest thing in the world. I, I'm actually a little bit upset because I, I feel like Alex doesn't he's not even into Japan that much. I want to be in Japan. That's all I've ever wanted to do. And I see this motherfucker taking the <laughs> Delta One apartment yeah. suite. Well, that over. was that was a surprise. That was because we had a I had a whole bunch of points left over, and I wanted to surprise Mario to to do the Delta One suites there. At the end of the day, I mean, it it was it was really fun, but. On the flight back, we didn't do it. We just did like a normal seat, and we still got drunk on the Delta, you know, yeah. Sky Lounge, and then just yeah, walked onto right. the plane and fell asleep for eleven hours. That's so, so like, sick, but like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. See, the the thing is, like, I'm this. I don't know if people really. I'm a big nerd. Like, I go home and I play Pokemon a ton, and I watch all these Japan oh, yeah. vlogs, and I've done this shit for like years, and then it's like all of a sudden, this has been like. The year of automotive enthusiasts going to Japan. So Dustin Williams, eliminate Alex. I'm like, motherfucker, when's my turn? What do I got to do? Yeah, I think it finally opened back up. Everyone's been waiting. Right. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. COVID really. But it's like nobody in the automotive was really going before that. That's true. 
I think it's a I think it's a little bit of like people I think a lot of the OG automotive influencers loved going over there because they got to pioneer that like content, Dustin and TJ and those guys. Yeah. Um and it, it it is a whole new world. I think that if you're an automotive influencer, um, and you're genuinely in it just because like you like content, you like cars, you like yeah. doing stuff with cars, Japan's a great place to go because it has so much heritage in motorsport. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's really accessible. And it's cheap, like the SR20 Nissans and stuff like that, and the turbo JZX 90s. and All that stuff is is much lower cost over there because that's just the cars that were there. So you get to experience that it's such a, you know, I think at a lower barrier versus over here, you have to spend a good chunk of change to get the same power because you have a a 240 or 180, but it's it's the KA. It's the KA, right? And that's how they came over here. Yeah, so it's the non-turbo. So it's like if you wanted to go throw more power at it, like the number one option is to do what? Usually SR. Yeah, you SR swap it, and you have a turbo f- yeah. four-cylinder. Well, Because they get everything cool overseas. That costs yeah. <laughs> more money. You could just have it stock from the factory in Japan, which is which is awesome. Yeah, it's weird to think about. But yeah, I've noticed that how different the car culture is over there, and it's so interesting to me. I mean, not only the car culture, the culture in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to experience that. Like, the car scene is so different. How they modify it. Yeah. I've noticed that, too. Like, I think it was a Mighty Car Mods episode that I watched when they did a series over there in Japan, and it was like... I specifically remember this one scene where they were asking um, one of the drivers there why their their exhaust was like Minnie Mouse or was like in the shape of hearts. <laughs> They're like, why would you do that? And he's like, because I like it. Like, what do you? What, why are you asking? Yeah, there's and he's a, like there, yeah. just because I like it. That's why I did it. There's a total different. <clears throat> there's a total different energy. Yeah. Around the uniqueness of cars mm-hmm. in Japan, and I'm still very fresh, you know, in terms of having any like having the language barrier and things like that. But Masa was there to help me, like talk with some of the the locals and some of the car enthusiasts. But people here in the United States, right? They build a car, they modify it, they do it in in their version of what they think looks the best. But if it's eccentric or if it's if it's too far out there, it usually gets shit on. Right. Right, because it doesn't like meet the mold. Mm-hmm. In Japan, there really is not that much of a platform for the, anybody to shit on anybody, because the the social sphere in terms of influencers and promoting oneself in Japan isn't as large as it is here in the states. So when you think about posting something out there online to show off your car, mm-hmm. here in the United States, it's so normal. It's everywhere. Social media is yeah. so integrated in everything that we do over there. It, it's not as much, so you don't really get that feeling of people telling you what you should or shouldn't like people just modify the crap out of it and some of it like some of it's really not the best to look at but you don't see people <laughs> going out of their way to like try to tell people right that because right. the culture isn't built for that people don't tell other people what to do yeah kind of like the government tells people what yeah. you can and can't do but mm-hmm. people don't tell other people right you know, yeah there, there's a different level of respect and they're very conservative over there and they don't like confrontation and things like that. It's just, again, bring it back, a different culture overall. And I've always found that so fascinating. I'd love to experience that one day. Uh, but that's really cool that you got to experience that and see that. And, like, you even got to go to, like, some tracks out there and yeah, stuff, we went too. went to Fuji Speedway. went to so Ibisu. We got to see uh, Minami, which was all tore up, which was really exciting. Got to run into Andy Gray. Talked to Colette Davis. She has her new JZX that was out there, which was wild. Ran into Samit. A couple other really awesome people. So it was overall fantastic trip. And I would say... 100% worth it to go and experience it. Um, but you could go without a camera and yeah. just go yeah. for two weeks and you just see, you'd, you'd love it. Yeah. I mean, if you if you love nature, if you love traveling, if you love different cultures, 
if you're comfortable being uncomfortable, you'll love it. Define comfortable being uncomfortable more. <laughs> I down. want you to imagine that you're at a dinner with uh, people of high managerial status in Formula Drift. I'm already uncomfortable. And we're eating uh, fish, right? Okay. Great. Not a problem. Like it's a, all raw. Like a fish fry? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Opposite of fish fry. Yep. Complete opposite. <laughs> right. Um, Unfried fish. Yeah. No old fashioned. Unfried fish Friday. And they're handing out all sorts of different delicacies, different, you know, nice raw fish. Uh, and then really they're doing these, these, I, I don't even remember. Was it sashimi Mario? Was Sashimi's it? raw fish. Yeah, that's just the fish. But that's see, just this the is, fish this with the rice, right? About. No rice. He doesn't even fucking know, dude. No, but no, 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 no. Because they, <laughs> they call it all sorts of different things. And they have, you know, a sardine roll. And then they have, you know, these different types of fish that still have the skin on it that you're yeah. not used to. And then you yeah. have, yeah. you know, whale sperm. Okay, hold back wait, off. Hold, that's, okay, you know, sometimes no, no. that gets a is little it, weird. Was it is that an exaggeration, or did you actually get served whale sperm? I legitimately did ate you whale sperm. So imagine you have chopsticks that you're still learning how to get good with. Trying to like, you know, when you grab something and you know you really don't like, you want to be polite, but you don't want to eat all of it because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfy. Okay, it looks like chicken Alfredo it's without also the disrespectful chicken. Also disrespectful to not finish right. your meal in Japan. Well, hang on there, chief. Okay. All right, hey, so I'm man. using the the chopsticks and I'm trying to grab, I'm trying to clasp the noodle hard enough to clench it to break it to try and get it into two different pieces, right? Because when when it's served, it's served in this bowl okay. and it's it's chunky. It literally looks the sperm or the noodles. The sperm. It oh my looks god! Like a a chicken Alfredo without the chicken, that white Alfredo sauce, except it's served cold. Oh. So then I went to grab it, trying to break it in half, but because my chopstick skills are inadequate, they're free-to-play skill, I couldn't do it. So I just ended up lifting up all of it, which was like this much. Mario's a picture. And I just, you know, went in and I ate the whole thing. And I was so close to not being able to breathe for at least a little bit because there were so many different flavors in my mouth. Bro, you took a whale load? It was... <laughs> You took a whole whale load. It was uh, it was, it was not, it was I'm not. I tell you what, those guys there played a prank on you or something. Like they didn't I, like that. I, I want think you. They were like, dude, we got the fucking Alex guy to eat sperm at dinner. Yeah. I was able to. So this is the greatest part: is that I thought it was that right. I was like, oh, they're just you know yeah. playing, oh. playing. Oh, but oh. Mr. Iwata, which was the Formula Drift Japan president, loves it. So he got a bowl just for himself. We split a bowl. He ate the whole bowl <gasps> while I was trying to have one. He okay. was just going at it the whole time. Okay. What did it taste like? But was it good? Yeah, did, did, was it good? I want you to Cut imagine. Cut to the chase here. Okay. I want you to imagine, imagine. that I if somebody really takes chicken it. Alfredo, takes the chicken out, yeah. it's served cold in a bowl that's cold. I mean, I like Alfredo. Then grab some salt. Okay. And really get it in there. Like, really navigate the holes, you're, the crevices. You're getting... You're describing parts that don't need to be described. And then I want you to put it in your mouth. So salty Alfredo. Very salty Alfredo. With chunks that sometimes make you wonder why it was chunky. Because, like, I don't know why it was chunky. I don't either. I didn't ask the question. That's the pulp. That's probably a smart one. That's the pulp. Why do you have to explain it like that? (laughs) All right. Needless uh, to say, it was a great trip. Had a blast. My my boundaries were expanded. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it. And I, you might be pregnant. 
I've checked. Okay. okay. All right. Because I was a little nervous about that. But no, it was it was totally good, man. I when I say like you really have to be open to yeah, the been... different lifestyles and culture, it's all of it. Like food, how people travel, how people talk, yeah. learning, you know, doing your best to like I and I do try to say it. If you're comfortable being uncomfortable, you'd love Japan because it is so different than America. Not just on the car sense, like car stuff's cool, don't get me wrong, but right. like you go to Shinjuku station. And you realize like how small of a human being you mm-hmm. are in this grand world because mm-hmm. that station is freaking massive and everyone's moving so fast, but nobody's mean, nobody's rude, nobody's right. trying to like shove you. You go to like Chicago and I feel like I'm gonna get fucking stabbed in the hip if you I'm are currently standing somewhere. Oh, you will. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that works, actually. But awesome. That sounds like a wild trip. I need to process it. I say we take a little bit of a break here and come back. You and, want me uh, to get you some chicken alfredo? We, we minimize on cold? the come. For comeback. Why'd you have to say that? I said we were gonna come back, but I didn't want to confuse the audience. <laughs> oh, is it a never, no? Never, no whales, nothing. Nope. All right, break time. The aftermarket industry right now sucks. Why? Everything's getting impossible to buy. Everything's too expensive, right? Then yeah, everything was poor. yeah, and then everything wasn't expensive. Then everything got hit with nine million thousand deals with Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Now you have all these vendors trying to give shit away yep. all the time, yeah. but people aren't spending money on cars. Like it's almost an, an objective fact that the market is getting real big poopy for a lot of people. Like if you bought a car yeah. this year and you overpaid for it, I feel really bad for you. Oh my God, next dude. Year. When the cars, dude, I seen Supras going for $70,000 and they had like 20,000 miles on them. I was like, I made it. I'm rich. Yeah. yeah. But then it came back to earth real quick. I was like, do and I sell it? Yeah, I would, dude. Like, I, I didn't want to sell now. the car at all. But it was like, I, I could profit a lot. Yeah, like, I yeah. bought it before the bubble. Yeah. You bought it like the perfect I did. Time. I honestly did. I really lucked out yeah. with that shit. And yeah, I got and say I feel so bad for anyone that bought a car. They're That's gonna what I'm be saying. in debt. Like they're fucked. Yeah. They're gonna learn the first like the economic bubble like thing they're gonna learn next year because it's gonna be terrible yeah, yeah when they go to get rid of that car it's gonna yeah they're screwed it's gonna be like when you bought a kia in normal environment everybody's gonna experience the kia effect where you buy a kia then a year and a half later you're negative equity, oh and then yeah you roll over debt for 10 years i did because, that with a subaru once yeah so but even with that you know car car peeps be car peeps they're still gonna modify their shit. Oh, absolutely. They're gonna find a way to some way or another. Yeah. Does that mean like plastic dips coming back or like? Yes. Gels, gels, what do you What do you think is the What do you think are the trends for the next twelve months? Knowing that people are gonna probably be a little bit sort of kind of really poor. I think a lot of people are gonna go back to like the old days of like buying parts off each other. They're not gonna buy new stuff. They're gonna go buy used stuff. They're gonna go find um, the cool wheels that are you know 30 years old that they're gonna have to refurbish they're gonna get down and dirty and start you know maybe even fabricating stuff for themselves and like figuring it out and and like i said really relying on like the amount of parts that are out in the world already versus coming brand new from a supplier or manufacturer or something like that um but i also think that people are gonna probably and and from what i've seen even just in this group of people what you go out port? and start no no <laughs> go oh, yeah. out and actually just start enjoying the car yeah and like actually doing car things with the car it's like the youtube effect right where it's like people want to create content so what do they do they build they build they build they build they right. build they try to build they try to build but you never see them you're absolutely right like, yeah so it's like i i know for me it's like even though the frs was very practical and and you know 
like functional and stuff like that. But the reason I wanted to buy the 240 is because like I want to go swing that thing around a track. I wanted to do that for a long time, and I want to go actually use the car. And I absolutely love doing that. And I, I think we're going to start to see people kind of expand into that. They're like, I'm paying this much money for this car for it to sit in the garage 90% of the time to go to the two shows that I go to every year or, you know, drive it every now and then. They're like, no, I'm paying a lot of money for that. I want to get my money's worth out of it. I'm going to go drive it. Now, I have something on that. Yeah. I, I've thought about this a lot, actually. And it's funny you bring it up because I've thought about it and I'm trying to figure it out. Is it a, a sign of people being you know, not being able to buy as much stuff that they want to go use their cars. Sure. I think that can help with that. But is it also just getting older? Because, like, I know oh, I, I know the exact switch where I went from, like, mm-hmm. I'm stancy pants and I want to fucking... Nope, that's a wrong term I should use. Stancy <laughs> pants used to be able to say for a stance person. Now it's a blue RX-8 on the internet, so sorry. I was a stance guy, yeah. and I love slammed cars. Yeah. And I found myself slowly creeping away from it. Yep. And the moment I realized the light switch was the one day all of a sudden, I don't know how it happened. I was like, damn, tires tires are kind of cool. Like, I like tires. I want to get yeah, some. Like, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> these, man. These grip. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and these are meant for the. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I start getting into the technology. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fucking old. Yeah. I think and like, dude, there's past- a progression. There's yeah. a step yeah. progression to everyone in modifying cars. And I, I you can almost pinpoint it and oh, 100%. see exactly how someone's going to travel through I, their car enthusiast lifestyle. 100% agree with you. And I think that's where I'm at. I think that's where you're at. I think that's what you're going through. Yeah. And you're 100% right. But I think I'll, and what I, I'll clarify my original statement is like, I think that people are still going to stance the hell out of oh, their yeah. cars, yeah. but you're going to see them. Like I said, focus more on the actual experience of it. They're going to go to more shows. Yeah. They're going oh, to go sure. drive the car. They're going to go on cruises. They're going to, you know, instead of focusing on like, oh, well, I got to change up the entire look of the car for the next show. Yeah. I got to tear it down, rebuild it, new body kit, new Using what you got. Like oh, they're just going to focus instead of spending all that money on the car itself, like go spend money, you know, on doing things with it. I would say that that was like my favorite thing about having like different cars to try and do different things with. Right. Because I was doing an S2000 series, the K24 swap Mm -hmm. that we have. And like the the videos didn't do inherently that great, but I didn't really care because it was so much fun to get that car at Wisconsin International (laughs) Raceway and run that thing down the track as fat, like as many times as I possibly could, as often as I possibly could, even though it looks kind of like the the bottom side of like a middle school desk. Like it's not a pretty car to look like, <laughs> like look at, you know? And you have, if you can go out on Road America or if you can go to Blackhawk and things like that with your car, like a Supra, you get to experience what all that R&D into yeah, that car start, yeah. actually was meant to do. And it's intoxicating. Like that's where I always, I'll, I'll die on the hill of saying, you know, if you want to have really expensive wheels, that's totally cool. If you want to brag about the expensive wheels that you have, you also must have expensive tires. You have to have good tires because if you're rocking $3,000 wheels on $60 Chinese tires and you brag <laughs> about it, I think that you're you're so out of pocket in terms of what you should be doing as a car enthusiast, which is enjoying the car that you're building, that they're just like two different people. You have yeah. to go through the transition period to like enjoy your car. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that. And let it be known, like I still love slam cars. Like my, my Supra still is currently like, an inch off the ground like i love that shit i think it looks so damn good and i think there'll always be a little bit of me that 
just really loves that. Right. And I, I would probably still slam cars. Like I would totally get another like Mark IV, or like a Harlequin and bag it or something. Like, I'd be all about that. But it's just I find myself getting more and more interested in tracking. And, you know, maybe what if what if I just lifted it up just like an inch, you know, just so I could go and really beat the piss out of this yeah. thing and stuff like that. Um, and th there's this progression. I've watched it happen to multiple people where you start off in like, the realm where you know nothing and you do whatever mod you can just because you want your car to be slightly different mm -hmm. and you're into cars and you have no money. So it's like LED strips, change out the shift knob, maybe put speakers in, whatever is like under $200 that yeah, you can that, do. The amp and then the two 10-inch kickers yes. in the back. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then if you go this route, there's probably a couple different routes. Some people always hate stance and they will always hate it. That's fine. But I, I see a lot of it go this way. Then you start getting into stance because you can... Lower your car and get wheels, which is like, like the show scene, at least. Yeah. 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 I'd say more car show mm -hmm. scene. Car meets. Right. Which yes. also looks really, it's, it's, it looks really good. It's easier to get into. It's a huge community that you can make a lot of friends in. Yep. Like I would argue the stance scene still is like, I agree with you. Stance scene is awesome in the right spaces and mm -hmm. it has an awesome, an awesome community of people. Mostly yeah. everybody in the show scene, if you actually know them in person, they're all homies they're yeah, all great yeah, people absolutely. there's a few yeah. dickheads but in everything in every <laughs> single thing in the world yeah. there's a few dickheads but and yeah and that's where i think a lot of it gets a bad rep but um and then once they're out of that show scene, well and then i think they take it to like higher end show scene where maybe it's that like line of functional sled like you're getting the good wheels and good tires like yeah. you start getting to that high caliber yeah like all the parts are like specifically picked like yeah everything matches everything you know it's but not just then I think it goes to just fucking enjoying the car and well, using the car. I think it's there's like a decision that has to be made though. I don't think right. it, there's an actual. I don't think you gradually jump to that next step until either somebody or yourself convinces you to go to that first HPD, that first training day, that first autocrossing, that first drag strip, where somebody's like, "Hey, they're doing a test and tune for thirty bucks." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "Why would I run my car down the track?" So you bring your car, not planning to to yeah. drag race it because it's a bunch of old people and loud cars <laughs> and that's not your thing. Yeah. But then you pay the 30 bucks, you run it one time and you realize kind this of is kind of fun yeah, to that, do. That I kind of want to do yeah. this more. Yeah. You know, I, I think that you have to surround yourself with like not just the people that you're really comfortable with in the car scene, but a few people that do it better than you or, or are more invested in it than you are so that you can find those little opportunities yeah. to try different things. Absolutely. Whether you're going and watching them or hanging out with them and hearing them talk about it or, you know, and it doesn't even need to be as something as like going to the drag strip and drag racing your car to get into that function. It could be as much as like all of a sudden that one day you find that curvy road and you're ripping on it, listen to music. And you're like, damn, like, oh, I was kind of rubbing there. Like if I just lift it so I can like really rip on it. Um, I think that just gradually happens. And I thought for sure it would never happen. I thought I'd be like stance cars till I die. You know, I was so into it, but uh, I find myself slowly and creeping it, out of it. And Gels, you literally are like the, you have the vehicle variety of that exact statement. You have the RX. Literally, yeah. Which is yeah, the, you do. Holy show, shit. Which yeah. is the show car. Yeah. Right. That is, and that then, is the show car. It's on air. It's on the big wide three piece yeah. wheels. Got the wide body yeah. kit. It, that is the show car. And then you have. I have 240. Which I bring to the track and exclusively yeah. which, meant for the track. Which is funny enough, is my lowest car by far. That thing is absolutely dumped. It yeah. is. <laughs> that is ridiculously is. low. And then you have the Supra. Yeah. And the Volkswagen. We don't talk yeah. about dailies, right? So is the Supra going to be like what what trends and or are you going to be experimenting with the Supra more in okay, like okay. driving? That's a that's a good one. So 
I think I'm not going with any trends, and I think I'm going to go off the beaten path because <gasps> I literally have to. So I, I, I've talked about this in an earlier video, so sorry if I repeat myself a little bit, but just to give context is I either need to sell the Supra because it's a very expensive car and I don't have the funds, or I start just enjoying it. Because otherwise, typically, like where it was last year was sitting in my garage with a battery meter on it because I wasn't going to get fucking salt on it. And uh, right now it should be doing that, but I'm going to just drive it. And to do that right now, like literally to move it, I need to raise it. I have winter tires that are going on it. We have Continentals, right? Yeah, some Continental Viking Contact 7s. And um, then I have some Extreme Contact Sport O2s that I'll use in the summer. And so, yeah, I'm starting to get excited about the tires. I'm getting getting winter (laughs) ones. I'm getting summer ones. I have all season. Anyways, um, the, the plan is to just drive it and this maybe this will carve out a path but and like i not that it's anything new like people have always said like why are you keeping it nicer the next guy drive your car all year round but like you you don't i've seen 10 20 supers around appleton in the summer and now they're gone yeah so fuck it i'm but taking mine out I, like to that point right the whole you know you should drive it to enjoy it i think it's it's different for everybody yeah 100 when you're investing a lot of times especially when you're when you're younger and you're investing a lot of money into a car, you you, you, keep you it nice. put it on a pedestal mm-hmm. because you work so hard. It's the nicest for it. thing so you no, own. Yeah, right. you don't want to put it in a position where it's gonna get crapped on. It's gonna get rusted. It's gonna. So it's like, yeah, should you drive it more? Sure, but the people that are usually saying that aren't driving their you know sixty seven or seventy one you know Camaro. They're right. they're driving their fucking yeah. Ford F one fifty, and they're just talking smack to you because you're young. You know, yeah. so. I would agree that it's it's a perfectly normal hesitation to not want to drive your car in the wintertime. Yeah, you just want to keep it nice. Yeah. You, and I, I always hate that. I always see it online on like Facebook pages and stuff. Like some of the guys like in the Focus ST group, like some want to store their car, which I stored mine too. And they would get the most shit. It's like, bro, it's a fucking focus. It's like, it's okay if someone wants to just keep their stuff yeah. nice. Like, yeah, why do fenders, you care the if... The fenders will rust in two years, Yeah, even with a brand new car. Yeah, if they want to keep <laughs> right. it nice and they have the means to do that, and they're not, like, complaining, like, oh, my God, I, I wish I could drive my focus. I'm walking everywhere because I have my focus. <laughs> like, they're not saying that. Like, if they were, okay, give them a little bit of shit. But, like, if they want to just keep their car nice, let them keep their car nice. But at the same, on the other side of that, coin if they want to drive it in the winter i mean it's their car if they're gonna quote unquote destroy it which they won't let them drive it in the winter too it's their money what they're doing with the car and you don't know their narrative or plan you know what if i wanted to get rid of the supra okay well if i store it and pay for it all year to sit in the garage i'm gonna have trouble selling it now it'll probably sell in spring so now i paid for it to sit in the garage and then it sells in spring and now i wasted all this time where i have been binge watching people driving their super in the snow the last two nights, did you and see, it looks phenomenal. Did you watch Frederick Osbo? Yes, with his Mark IV. Yes, I shared that on my story. Yeah, that, that is that was like a yeah. wild. That man, I mean, watching, that's next level. But watching him, just watching him in Formula Drift, and people give him a lot of crap because he's like a robot. He he's <laughs> so calculated in the way that he drives. Robot recognized robot. But <laughs> but you robot watch, but you watch his stuff, man, and he's so good. I love him. He's so good. It's hard to argue. Like you see why he's got haters because he doesn't have like you know the the Chelsea to Nofa sauce of sorts. But like he's freaking awesome. I don't know. Watch. Yeah, I think he keeps it real. He's yeah. obviously phenomenal at what he does. Oh my god! But I I love like if you follow him on his socials, he's a very like you know personable, real guy. Like Dude, he's just they all chill. are. That's yeah, that's yeah. the crazy thing is like most of them. It was kind of funny because there's a video that somebody put out where it's like honest Formula Drift commercial or something. They're talking a little bit of smack about it, but it's like they're talking about how almost every every Formula Drift driver is a dad 
And then you yeah. go out there and you start to realize like, yeah, every single formula drift driver has, most of them have like families and kids <laughs> and like they post about their, their, their sons or daughters on their Instagram. And every once in a while, you know, they're posting about their cars. But like, I think another guy that's out there is, uh, Darren Kelly mm-hmm. is just like the most genuine guy. He drives the, the twin turbo Aston Martin, the hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy just talking to him is just such a freaking hoot. And then hearing all the cars that he drifts and drives around the world, you just start to like, I want to do that. I want to go drive in a different country and race in different competitions. Now, so. Yeah. Speaking of drifting, getting into all that, I know, Jels, you picked that up and you started doing it. What's your, like, do you have like a goal in mind or something you're shooting for with it? Like, are you staying grassroots or are you, yeah, you ever going to upgrade the car? Like, what what is your main goal with drifting other than just learning to drift? That's a great question. And to be completely honest, I don't know if I've ever thought about it. <laughs> hey, that's fair. I know no, you wanted it, to hop in and learn. I just didn't yeah. know if... You've gotten past that step where you're like, okay, I'm starting to get a little comfortable. Here's what I kind of want to shoot for now. Or do yeah. you plan on just getting out of it? No, no, I, I 100% plan to stay with it. I, okay. I've, something I've wanted to do for a long, long time. Yeah, you've it's made me like, want to do it. Just never had the opportunity to do it, whether it was funds, whether it was you know things going on in my life, whether it was just space to have a car like that. Uh, there's always a million reasons not. Yeah, to there's do always. Something. And so that's I'm glad kind of what it was. So it was it. like I was yeah. looking at him like, well, I either have two options. I can like drift the FRS that I still owe money on. Not but a great at the, idea. Also, no. at the time, it was like I could sell the car for literally what I bought it for four years the prior car to bubble. that. Yeah. yeah. And so I did. And then I used that cash Poor guy. to go Whoever put a nice. <laughs> Yeah, well, it made it look dope. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's what they were going for. <laughs> you came with the money. He's like, "Yeah, I want yeah. your car." I was like, "All right, here you go." But yeah, yeah so your like, I was able to put a down payment on new daily, so I had something to run all year round. There you and go. then I went and bought the two forty. Gels may be the youngest one of us, but he's probably the most responsible. Well, I no. Gels, you, are you okay. the most responsible? <laughs> wait, no. Wait, I do have a I do have a real question. The most important question of all: You own a t- Nissan two forty SX. I've probably a, a minor critic to the platform because it's gotten so expensive to yes, jump into. Yes. You started with the 240 SX. Mm-hmm. Would you say, knowing kind of what they're running for, the car that you have, is it still a top pick car as a beginner starter drift car? Yes. Wow. I, I would say so. I would humbug. Say so because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's bullshit. No, I would say it it depends on how you want to look at it. So like to continue, like I yes, I wanted to get into it, I wanted to do it for a long time because I wanted to learn how to do it. I wanted to experience something new. I wanted to get into like an actual motorsport with one of my cars versus just, you know, going to shows and, and cruising yeah. with my friends and stuff like that. I wanted to actually go like progress at something, progress my skill right. at something. Like now you're asking like what do I plan to do with that? I have no idea. I just want to go have fun with it. I want to learn. I want to like be able to like see my progression and stuff yeah. like that. If that somehow turns into me competing at something cool, I've never been a super competitive person. I don't believe. Um, so like that isn't like my mingle. Like oh, I want to go into FD or I want right. to go, you know, win like these events or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I just. Like when I went to the track with Sam that time and it was like, hey, hop in, like, let's go, let's go for a ride. And then just seeing like, you know, walking around the pits and like hanging out with the people and like, yeah, this is just, this is what we do. This is like our escape. I'm like, this is fucking sick. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what really drew me to it. It was like, it was like the grassroots style, but it was just like everyone there was like super chill. They were super willing to like help 
a new person out, like whether that's questions, whether it was like literally like replacing tie rods on my first event. Yeah, you said the community is like been the, awesome. the community has been really awesome. So it's like, I just want to just, just cool. want to continue to be a part of that. And if some, you know, time down the road, I see someone like me coming in and like, Hey, I just bought this three fifty, and you know, I just <laughs> kind of here by myself. I don't have the tool. Like, dude, I'll like okay. tools. Like let's hop in to, let's to loop it back real yeah. quick. Cause you avoided this question. I still want to answer to yes. it was you said two forty is a good place to start. I said within the is it good within the top beginners drift yes, car? Yes. He said unequivocally, yes. And I want elaboration on that because <laughs> I, don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on two forties. I think they're awesome, but I'm hating on two forties <laughs> at the price they're at for what you get. You're right. Bro, you got a shell of a car. Think the engine's very good, runs good, mm-hmm. has a cool cage in it. Yeah. That's about all you got though. There's no, nothing no, no, else no, no. to that car. No, it's no. got a polyurethane bumper that came in a box. He bought that. I bought that. Oh, shit. Yeah, it didn't come shit. with that. No, so... And you... they. Hey, they, hey, defend yourself. Yes, I, I'm trying. <laughs> Stop it. I want him Stop to. It. I'm about to jump Sell on his one. side. And I'll go buy one right after this. What, tell me why I should spend 12 grand on a fucking car You're not going to spend 12 apart. grand. You're going to spend 9 grand. Like I did. <laughs> okay. No, I spent 8 grand on it. Okay, 8 grand. If you're under 10, yes. you're good. Yeah, so yeah, that's the thing. Don't go spend 15, 16 grand on a 240 to go drift don't Dakota, don't Dakota, do that we're old remember we just talked about this we are we are okay we I'm are just kind of old here's the thing here's the There's you whatever whichever camera supposed to look at we are old in terms of this jdm bubble of value in cars where when we were young <clears throat> 12 years ago and we were looking at our first cars we were looking at 240 sx's that had either a ka or even an sr for under five because they were everywhere Nobody really messed around with them to the to the popularity of what they are now. Now we look at them, and we're seeing 17-year-olds buy them for TikTok videos. We're seeing people jump into them to turn them into show cars, to turn them into these random, crazy, extreme cars, and it's driving up the value. It doesn't change the fact that when we were at that 17-year-old mark, they were three grand, and now they're 13 grand. But maybe they were just underpriced when we were young. Maybe. Maybe it's maybe just, we're the problem. It's, Can I finish my answer? Yes, okay. yes, yes. I need you to because okay. I'm still not convinced, but I get what you're saying. So here's what. When I was looking, because I, I had a wide variety of search results going in my Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, wherever I was looking. I was looking for 350Zs. I was looking for G35s. Gross. I was looking for, you know, <laughs> whatever. IS300, like whatever was out there was real driving manual that right. I could get for under, I was shooting for under nine. Because that's what I had. Yep. Two forties were like in the realm, but again, it was like no, they're they're over ten. They're ten, yeah. twelve grand. Right. The the thing is though, it's like some of them are out there. The one that I found and why I think it still makes a good beginner drift car to keep in mind when looking is because not only did I find one, but there's not a whole lot done to the car, and it does everything that I need it to. And there wasn't much that I needed to do. Like to if you can just go take that car and you can start just to go learn how to drift. Now that's with like any car, but I have beat the absolute shit out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And the only things that have like really happened to it are, okay, I pulled the tie rod out because <laughs> that's what happens. I had a $5 tie rod from rock auto sitting in my toolbox that I threw in. Like, you know, the car itself like handled really well. And it wasn't something that was like too out of my skill set yet. Right. Like I wasn't hopping into 
a Corvette. I wasn't hopping into a Turbo 350Z. I wasn't hopping into something with like a ton of power. Like this car itself is teaching me the actual like what I I've never driven a car like that. Like what it takes to drive a car like that. The low power of it forces you to fucking drive the car. You have to throw that thing into the corners. Like you don't have the power to like break the wheels free and like do it. So it's like I know that like eventually when I get to a different car, whether if that's, you know, stepping up the power or if it's like swapping the motor in this thing, eventually when I step up to something with more power that it'll be nice to have, but I already have like the actual control of the car and the mentality of not being afraid to throw it into a corner. You know, because I'll have that power. Better to drive a slow car fast than a fast fast car slow. So what I'm hearing is I bought the car for $8,000 because it's really slow. Yes. And that would allow me to learn. Yes. Plus, there's a ton of Why why would you buy a Miata for track racing? Why not? You buy a Miata to, to, to begin track racing literally for the same exact thing he's explaining with the 240 because you are not allowed to hide mistakes in a slow no, car. No, I get that. I think you guys are missing the point of... I'm not saying it's a bad car to learn. I'm saying it's an expensive car what for you, what you, what you would get. You pick? What would you pick for a beginner drift car? For that kind of money, I probably... I mean, I know you looked... But I think I would have continued looking at more like the 350Z yeah. realm, like naturally aspirated, not any hack job of a turbo build on one. Yeah, yeah. Just the NA. Or you're probably getting to the point of a, if you can find a salvage title FRS or like BRZ. Yeah, they're really coming down there now. Yeah. Too. Are they really? And How much yeah. are they? Well, depending on, it, it's hard to say. But like for a while there, you could give like an FRS with like 80, 90,000 miles on it. Maybe it was, you know had some stuff done to it that was less than ideal, but like I, I was seeing them for like 10, 12 grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so that's right in that realm. So that's, I'm just looking at that and I'm not saying your car is bad. I'm not, I, I think it's a phenomenal car. It's a great car to learn drift. On. What I'm just saying is to, to put it up there and say it's one of the best to start learning on. It's like, I don't know, like fucking a, what about like a new edge Mustang or something like that? I don't know how good those are for drifting, but I know you can get them cheap and it has a V8 and that's cheap to work on. Well, what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to take a break and take this offline. So (laughs) let's bring it out to the next chapter that you'll be hearing in three, two, one. All right. Now that we're okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I need to (laughs) clarify. I I got, I had a minute or two with this little break thing here that kind of, like process what the hell just happened and what I got hit with. He felt attacked. Yeah. Well, I, I was attacking a little bit. I was overwhelmed. Okay, and sure. And I can already see the comments coming through my DMs like, bro, you did the 240 community so wrong. How dare <laughs> I mean, you not to- okay, all right. All right. All right. Here's the thing. Is the car in the current state of the world with the prices, you know, of everything else, like among the top with the prices, it's very arguable. Sure. However, I bought the car. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I think it handles absolutely fantastic. It does everything I needed to do. It was really reliable for me. And I think that, you know, without the influence of the market and the prices yeah. of everything being god awful, yeah, it's a hundred percent a fantastic entry level drift car. There's a reason that you see so That's many. That's what I wanted yeah. to hear. Yeah. 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 Let's go. There we go. Nice job, Jealous. Well done. <sighs> that that literally what I wanted to hear is like <laughs> That, I think that was the root of the question was, do you enjoy it? Like, was it oh, worth yeah. it to you? Yeah, absolutely. There it is. That, that's what justifies it, if it was worth it to you. Yeah, it's I've worth- learned so much in, like, 
the handful of events that I've done this year with that car than I have done ever have done anything else. Like, which is which is interesting, right? Because you learn, you learn. A lot of people learn by doing, right? Right, drifting the car, breaking the car, repairing the car. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if you go out there on YouTube, there are some awesome names out there making content. Obviously, yeah, but. They ain't working on their shit themselves themselves anymore. Oh, oh boy, you're opening oh, up boy. that can of worms. Right? No, wait, wait. So hold on. You are roll. Okay. Yeah, okay. and that's the thing, right? And 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 it is everybody's expectation that you work on your own stuff. Right. But TJ has has guys. Oh, we're throwing names. Well, no, no, he's he's a good Whoa. dude. He's a good dude. TJ. I love Uh-oh. the dude. He's awesome. Dustin's got a homie mechanic. Right? Tim. D- Tim. Right. Uh, Adam LZ's got a team. Yeah. All these people that have relatively larger channels, they have teams that help them make the content yeah. or yeah. that help build the cars. You so have to. So the question, but that's the question is, does it make you any less authentic or awesome to not be working on your own shit? So yeah, I'd like to dive into that a little bit because I feel this. <laughs> it, I don't think people realize how like behind the scenes, how long this shit takes, yeah. especially when you're filming scripting editing ordering parts getting the plan together like i think movie magic makes it seem all whimsical and lighthearted, and but there is so much and i give these guys so much credit for what they do because there's so much that goes into it dude you don't have the fucking time no. to do an exhaust install for the eighth 80th time mm-hmm. you know they're doing so many builds and stuff that Yes, they can do it. And yes, that looks good. Like, cause yeah, you're seeing them work on it. But at the same time, they've done it a hundred times. They don't have time to do it. And there's time is spent, you know, better elsewhere. So I one hundred percent get it, but I don't think everyone See, that's why I like it. I like I like what Dustin Williams just made a video talking about like twenty twenty two, his Ricer yeah. Pass, the NSX. That video for me is why I continue to love the content that Dustin puts out. Right. Yeah, because it's super he's genuine. sitting there, he grabs he grabs a chair, he sits down and he's like, you're not going to see these cars with much progress because we're waiting on this, we're waiting on this, we're waiting on this, yeah. we're waiting on this. And he's just super open about it. He's not it's almost like a lot of times content is getting like steroid induced. Like all of the barriers of normally building a car do not exist to these content channels. Right. And as a result, people are watching builds that get done in a month or have these massive budgets behind them. And yet it feels because of movie magic, like it was just done like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, It was 100% not the case. And so I think the relatability is sometimes what people are missing, especially as the content gets bigger and, and more robust. Well, right. And, And it's like, you know, if you start following one of those guys, like I remember, you know, watching TJ, like when he got his BRZ yeah. and he was doing Miley. installs like in the garage of like, you know, throwing the exhaust on something that's like, that's what I originally came on board for. And like, was watching those videos for, and it's like, is that the same stuff? Absolutely not. Like rightfully so. Yeah. I mean the dude, like at least for, you know, like right now is uploading the video every single damn day mm-hmm. or like, and, you know, all these other people are uploading multiple times a week with these massive projects Yeah. on top of, other business, you know, things yeah, and that they have. And and TJ has Street Hunters, right, right. that he's yeah. working on. Yep. And it's they like, all have multiple brands. Yeah. yeah, multiple brands and businesses. Adam LZ has Drift HQ. He mm-hmm. has the apparel stuff too. But it's like you don't realize how that's, – that's over a full-time job. Uh-huh. You know, that's running a business mm-hmm. essentially and learning how to run a business 
at the age where you started with Miley and doing the mods on 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 the car right. back in 2014. I mean, it's just wild. Yeah, so it's like a lot of those people that came on board during that time, like the OGs per se. You know, it's like they they've seen this evolution, and unfortunately, you know, some people that there's they don't want to see where it is now. They I just, would I would say that the the one thing that might not be controversial though, but something that I think is maybe hurting newer content creators getting into the fold is the audience has gotten used to that. Oh, yes. wow. that's audience, exactly what I was going to say. The audience has gotten way too used to having that much progression so fast. Yep. And I think that part kind of bugs me. I think that part kind of upsets me a little bit because it's like not every, there are people that want to show off some really unique and original builds, mm -hmm. but they don't get any of the attention or any they of the love. They get drowned out. Yeah. They get drowned out because these other people are building, you know, seven figure builds in a month. Right. Well, yeah, and see what's happening and what I don't think people realize is because they'll, they'll say like, no, I'll watch it. I'll I'll watch you do this. I want to see that. In the back of your, their head, they're not going to watch no. it. They're, they're going to see it and they're going to scroll on because there's going to be that video next to it that does grab their attention yep. and they're going to click that. Not on purpose, not to a you know, specifically yeah, avoid your comment. You, can't, you yeah. cannot compete. People cannot compete with the attention if you have a video up. And and I like we all are content creators. Yeah. And we're all learning how to do it again and yeah. starting from scratch again. And it's awesome to see the success that we have had, but there's gonna be highs and lows for fucking ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I can still post a video that I feel is like 10 out of 10, the best mm -hmm. stuff I could possibly and I'm passionate about it. And if Haggerty has <laughs> their insanely fucking six-figure budget bullshit 18-minute video that I'm going to watch right next to it as recommended. I know sure as shit I don't stand a chance. Yeah, that's you know what, what I'm I mean? saying. Like, Because it's I have the means right now as I'm filming my own videos without from Joe sometimes when he comes. Uh, I'm editing my own videos. I'm planning them. I'm scripting them. And I'm doing all of the production for it. I have the means to maybe do a wheel and tire install or an exhaust install or an intake install. That's like the episode limits for me because of time, unless I want to upload once every six months because I'm doing a ton of other mm -hmm. shit on the side, you know? And it's like, I can post the exhaust video and you'll say you'll watch it. But at the end of the day, it's the 80th exhaust video that's up on YouTube right now for a super specifically. There's a million exhaust and videos. It's, and it's not going to get and hit with SEO. Gonna, and what's going to, yeah. If YouTube even does recommend it, Whistling Diesel's right there, and he's flying a helicopter inside of a building. How can I compete? I cannot. So it's like you're constantly, as a creator, wanting to do something that no one else ever did, even though everyone has done everything. Yeah. And that's, in order to do it, it it's you can't. It's, that's the business. That's the businessification, though, of like the content creation 100%. space, and then all of the businesses that are finally saturating this, like. You've you've known YouTube for a good long while, Joseph. Yeah. I've been on YouTube or I've done YouTube videos since like 2006. Yep, yep. You know, 2005 on RuneScape. Like I remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> when people started uploading how to do things like TJ Hunt. That was unheard of. Right? It was the first doing, ones. Doing yeah. video tutorials was how YouTube exploded. That was the original thing. Right. And you go out there now, and it's like finally 10 10 years for some of these businesses or brands or industries, and they're like, wait a minute. So we can just spend, you know, two percent of our marketing budget on YouTube and gather millions upon millions of subscribers and have the best produced content in yep. subject X. Mm -hmm. well, I'm just gonna do that. Yeah. And then like the content creators that originally built YouTube or the the idea of what YouTube was built off of, it's it's no longer that. It's a business platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you compete? 
how do you, how do you, and that's a question I'd ask you guys, like, how would you as a, as a new creator, like an actual new creator with yes. not much of a following, how would you stand out? Like, what would you do? I mean, the, the route that I'm going in, in kind of the mentality that I've had, um, and even the feedback and the comments of some of the videos I've done, it's that people are, are looking for that content again. They're looking for just like, like, okay, I don't need to watch, you know, the, freaking six rotor rx8 video or like you know the ls swap like you know hyper car or something like that or whatever it is like i i, I want to you know a cleanser i want a palate you cleanse. think people are and getting refreshed like, yeah with seeing they, they're missing that old the, the style. exact reason that we're having this conversation yeah. you know people like oh well they're not working on their car anymore do i want to watch that or is that okay that they're not working on her yeah it's absolutely perfectly fine that they're not working on their car but there's a group of people out there that are looking for that content. They're looking for the grassroots content in a sense. They're looking for the people that are like working hands-on with a car. They're looking for, you know, another person to go along or they're trying to be that person. And, you know, that's what I plan to do. I plan to do like, you know, I, I want to work on my because I I as right now enjoy working on cars. Like I, I've always enjoyed. You have a heated that. garage, it's not fair. Exactly. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I like but working like, on my car. It's 65 degrees in my garage. It's yeah, like, but I don't know. You. I just always like learning new things. So it's like my plan with like the 240 is like, I want to learn how to paint that damn car. So I'm going to strip it down. I'm going to try to do body work. I'm going to learn how to do that stuff. And I'm going to tend to paint that fucker. And film it. And film it. And edit, edit it. it. Yeah. And post that shit. Yeah. And then post oh, yeah. the micro content and the shorts and the reels and answer the comments but and all you, that you stuff. You can't tell me that there isn't this like little voice in the back of your head that's telling like you gotta like complete it in an episode though because you know 100 percent the and majority of the audience wants to see the entire thing done right? in one episode of where course. a small portion will, will stick around yeah. for that see that's the thing process. like i just and that's what you have to navigate and right? it, i just it brings it brings up the question you know because uh i'm ran into colette davis when i was at ibisu and she had the jzx and then i just saw her post a video of her doing like a 10 color shift on the corvette it was like a twenty thousand dollar paint oh job or God. something like that it's like so <laughs> you still i mean even after everything you still have a following right you still have people that i would say enjoy your content support you with the platform that you do how does somebody that doesn't even that doesn't even have the stepping stone to that that you have get into it like how do you how do you stand out? How do you create an authentic relationship with yeah, a yeah. sea of people yelling in a closet, the saying the same thing you're saying, mm-hmm. over and over? Yeah, it, I I think what that is like, and it, it's hard to say because like, after leaving, I had such a stepping stone into creating my YouTube channel. Even though I had a YouTube channel, like you said, I I have been making videos forever, um, and I know exactly how hard it is to like get past that break. Like even a hundred subscribers is such a big deal, and that's why like when my channel was getting a lot of traction after leaving it was so surreal to me because it was numbers i dreamed of as a kid you know making a youtube channel um and i would say after everything i learned and being able to start channels from the ground up and from nothing and getting them to at least something uh what i learned is you need to be passionate about what you're doing you have to enjoy your own content you have to enjoy what you're making because the second you you're like i need to do this video if you don't like it your audience isn't gonna like it and then you need to be consistent to some plan. And I, I kind of contradict myself because I think in a recent video I did, I, I said, you know, like kind of like, fuck the plan. I want to make this video good. And you got to be able to make those judgment calls of I'm going to diverge from my plan, but it's for this reason and it's going to pay off. And you have to hold yourself to it though. Like if it doesn't pay off your next time you do this, you can't be fucking pushing it off. You got to stick to it. You've got to be consistent. But 
as long as you are passionate about what you're doing and consistent, I don't know if it'll take a year. I don't know if it'll take 10 years, but at some point you will be successful with it. And I firmly believe that anybody has the opportunity right now to be successful with yeah. it. I would, I would, I would argue that the, the TikTok has helped with that. Yeah. I mm. think TikTok makes me feel same values apply though. Lo- young, young YouTube yeah. is, is what TikTok right. is right now. And sure they're making some algorithm changes and some people give it a lot of crap, but like I would argue same, same thing, you know, starting over fresh, still having a platform kind of from the past, but you know, the, the structure and discipline of making the content's important. And I almost treat it like going to the gym where some people won't go to yes. the gym because they don't know what they're going to work on. They Are don't you, know. Why'd you look at me when you said that? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason you got the beard. You I don't said need it, you to said go to the gym, Alex. I'm fucking ripped. Anyways, we can keep moving. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, so with that being said, stop it. Oh, the whiteness is going to blow out. Itching. <laughs> I can just see the paleness from the underside of his arm, his non-tattooed arm that looks like I have a farmer's tan in Wisconsin. <laughs> it finally became winter. I don't no, no, no. Yeah, don't talk about that. But no, I will say, like, it's it's the young YouTube again is jumping into TikTok yeah. and trying something different. But if you do go to the gym, right, or or people don't want to go to the gym because they don't know what they're working on, it's like just go to the gym. Yeah, start. And once you walk in, you may end up doing something that was kind of good or not kind of good, but at least you did it. Like, before you go try to make a perfect thing, just go make a thing. It doesn't matter what that thing is. Just try it. And I think that's where a lot of starter content creators really struggle because they see the Adam LZs, the Dustin Williams, the TJ Hunts, the Colette Davises, these awesome content creators that are still incredible. They're still awesome. But they think it's too far-fetched to make content. They think it's yeah. too far gone to yeah. grow an audience. And it's like, I don't know if that's inherently true, but it's not to say that it was easier in the past. Because right. I do think it was easier in the past. Yeah, 100%. And like the TikTok reference is a good you know, point. It's like, it's a new platform. It's obviously, we've seen things on there that we've never seen. Just like when YouTube first came out, we were seeing things that we've never seen before. And people were hopping to that and like gravitating towards that. It's, I look at it as like, there's a lot of fucking people in the world. And there's a lot of different people that are looking for different things. Now, majority of those people might be looking for the crazy builds and stuff out there, but there's also a good majority of people that are looking for things other than that. And if that's the audience that you want to go to, great. Just know that it's not going to be probably 10 million views a video. Yeah. It might be, you know, a couple thousand views a video, especially starting off. And it's like, that's okay. It might be 10 views. Yeah. It might be you know, five yeah. views yeah. and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And that's why I, I said, and it's so important, you have to enjoy what you're making because right. at the end of the day, you at least have this video that you're proud of. And maybe in a year or two years, you can go back and look at it and enjoy it again because it was something you created and you liked. But if you're doing it and you're like, all I want to get is 10,000 yeah. views and you upload it and it gets five views, you're going to quit yep. immediately. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I, I do think that the passion is super important in what mm. you do. I do think that there's, like for me personally, like when I shot the Japan content, I went the, went out there with Torque Motorsport. Yeah, I knew that there was going to be content posted that was going to do greater numbers, and I knew that there was content that I was going to produce that wasn't going to do as good in numbers. Right. But the content that had less views that I knew was going to be a little bit more of a passion project, I mentally prepared for that before posting it because yeah. sometimes. I do think there's a little bit of expectation that you're going out there and you're doing wild things, but it's already been done a million times before. Mm-hmm. But those those times where you do kind of put yourself out there and you do accept what the results are, you don't know what opportunities come back from that. You don't know if the relationships you made in the video or the partners that you worked with or maybe the vendors or sponsors, you never know what that might come back for right. a couple of years later. So I think it's just like, even if you're aiming for five, 10 views, I wouldn't even say like, 
at the start, don't even aim for views. Just yeah. aim for posting. Aim to get videos done. Yeah, aim to just yeah. get yeah. the video done. And then and, just and like post it. Do, yeah, and as cliche as it sounds, like execute what you wanted to do. Yeah, if you ever want the worst, if you ever want the best tip, which is still probably the cringiest tip ever that's <laughs> helped me since beginning anything I've ever started ever. Oh, here's the big advice. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I need it. The the statement of telling your friends and telling your family to support you cannot be overstated. Every single time I started a new YouTube channel, started a little business thing, went to start anything, I have always had a platform of people to help me with that right off of the gate. Yeah. Whether that was a, a forum, a community page, friends or family. And it may seem almost cliche to like post on Facebook saying, hey guys, if you could really drop a comment, that mean a lot. But like, if you wanna hustle and, and get into that shit and get a little bit more of a foundation, go tell your mother to comment on your YouTube video because literally. it will help. Yeah. <laughs> it will 100%. Literally. It, it does sound kind of like goofy to say and like when you think about it, but you're 1000% right. Any bit of help you can get is help. Yeah. So yeah, share it with your friends. Watch it together with your friends. Have your friends go comment on it and watch it. Even if it's a goofy comment, send it to your parents, send it to relatives. Because yeah, it's, having any type of ground to start on helps. But it's not 1000% needed. You know, if you're... I've been kind of like an individual my whole life and I, I don't stick to big crowds or anything like that. And a lot of my family has moved away and I'm kind of up here and I, you, you still can do it and be that type of person. So don't think either like, oh, I don't have like, you know, 50 friends that I can share my video with right. or anything like that. You don't need that. It's just a good, uh, it, it's something that can help. It's a, it's a pro tip. But again, if you're just making videos and you enjoy them, I promise you. Be consistent and they will be successful a thousand percent. I, I remember too, I, I had a guy message me. Um, he's like, yo, uh, bro, I just started a YouTube page. Can you um, share it on your story? I was like, I can share it on my story, but I'll do that after you get 10 videos uploaded. <laughs> and he's like, all right. And sure shit, a few months later, message me. He's like, hey, bro, I got my 10th video uploaded. Will you share it? I shared that shit immediately. And it's been cool because he's been consistent and yeah. he's growing and he's starting to get views and because that's the hardest part it's the hardest part is the consistency and I, I struggle with it myself is finding time to edit and like things come up I mean family things life things job things everything comes up and gets in the way and sometimes like dude, there's nights where I'm editing at 2 a.m on a Wednesday to get yeah. this shit done and there's got to be a certain level of passion in order to do it so again if you're not liking it or you're trying and this is cliche to say it too but if like you're doing it for the money if you're doing it for the views you're probably not going to be successful at it because you're not going to see it right away. And when you're up at 3 a.m. editing, you're not going to see the value from it. Right. So th that's my biggest piece of advice is just find something you enjoy. It doesn't matter if it's cars, if it's uh, eating sushi, if it's playing video games, if it's training dogs. I don't give a fuck what it is. Just find something you really enjoy. And if you want to be a content creator, make videos you enjoy. And you're going to find out, like Jels was saying, there's other people that enjoy that yeah. too. You're not as much of an individual as you think. No. There's a lot of people that is that one thing that have, the internet has taught. Yeah, dude, that's TikTok as a whole. Yeah, like there's there's sub 100%. subgroups of subgroups of things yes. that you would have never yes. imagined. They're like, oh, I'm on this talk, and it's yeah. like, yeah. I don't even know how I got here, oh, and yet, yeah, yeah. they're like, I'm on Cathedral Talk. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that this was a group of people. You a go check out the video, and there's six million views on the video. Yeah. The only thing that I, I would only counter a little bit with is like, yes, you know, do it for yourself, do it for the passion, do it. But get your content in front of a, of a either a biased or unbiased group because if you want to get better, True. you have you to need, get the yeah. feedback 
And if you don't put yourself in a position to get feedback, even if it feels uncomfortable, you won't grow because you're going to keep making the same thing over and over and over. If you put yourself in front of a group of of friends that are honest and trustworthy with you, they may be able to tell you, dude, that video sucked. And you got to be open to critique. And you have to be open for that. And it's hard. It hurts. I still make videos and I have Mario that will look at them and he'll, (laughs) he'll literally tell me, he'll be like, this one probably ain't it. We we can post it, but it she ain't good. Yeah, but you and need that. You hundred percent need good feedback, and that's that's another thing too. Like, let's say you don't have this huge group of friends that you can share stuff with. Um, let's say you're making uh videos about PlayStation Five. Go share the video in a PlayStation Five group, or find a forum or something where you can share this video. And you don't got to be blatant, like, hey, go watch my video. Say. Hey guys, I just got this new controller and I've been playing with it and I really like it. I liked it so much that I ended up making a video about it. So if you're interested in it, you know, feel free to watch it. You know, don't be so upfront and blatant about, I want your views because I'm trying to get ad revenue or some shit like that. (laughs) Like relate with people, talk with people. They'll watch your video if if you come off like a friend and not like a business. Yeah. So, you know, use those avenues and think about it, how you can get it in front of people. I think Alex made a really good point with that. Anyways, so yeah, people working on their cars, they just don't have the time for it. <laughs> and, and that is 100% I, I respect okay. them. Dude, and I, it's okay because, yeah, it's not to say they're an idiot and they don't no, know what they're doing. No. But they're just they, trying to run their help, like bro. multi-million Yeah, they're trying to feed channel. your hungry asses with yes. the craziest content they <laughs> yeah, can really because the, really the problem is retention you. is at yeah. a minimum. It's your guys' <laughs> problem, damn it. You put them in this position. Oh, my God, I stuttered. You put them in this position, and now it's an expectation. Every, and they have to fill that expectation. <laughs> average retention right now in 2022 is eight and a quarter second. Holy fuck. Eight and a quarter second. Fucking terrifying. Before they have to either receive, change, or pivot some form of information, either in front of them, like sensory or physical. Eight and a quarter second. Imagine that. So you're telling me everyone that started this podcast is probably gone by now. Oh, they're fucking (laughs) (laughs) They're gone, bro. Yeah, they're long gone. All right. Well, speaking of that, then that gives us an opportunity to step away for a little bit because I got a tinkle. (laughs) That used to be my Xbox Live name, got a tinkle. Mine was a large crayon. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So then when you played Halo, right? You got I was killed. beat down by a large crayon. Exactly. I yeah. like that. Oh, that's dope. Do you have a funny one? No. What is it? Yeah, what was it? What is it? It's like wingage or some shit. Like that. All right. We're taking a break. <laughs> okay. So we're jumping into the community feedback. Yes. They, have, they dropped some questions. Dakota's got a list. And before we get into that list, I just want to say in terms on this episode of really neat, cool shit, you guys should bring, if you guys have get anything cool from like vendors or companies, you should bring it. When I was at PRI... I got this. Whoa, that is little, so sick. This is the NASCAR wheel that BBS produced, That's right? Because they have the center lock. Because yeah, if you, if, you didn't now, know, if you didn't know, BBS wheels are on NASCAR. Cars. Yeah, B- BBS <laughs> oh, is on NASCAR, too. which is a big deal. And that was actually wheels are metal, Joe. So that was this is a good good story. This was a gift that Craig Donnelly got, president of BBS USA, that he got from an individual at NASCAR. Now that's not like an official, like distributed product for sale. He only had a few of them made, and uh, when I went and bugged them, when oh, I was so at it's PRI, special, special. They gave it to me. Ah! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, don't let me touch. I'll drop I, it. I want to throw it. I'll Please don't. It. Okay, into okay, yeah. So the community uh, questions. The community. We got a good one. We got a good one. So right, this is right, from right. Eric underscore D underscore Allen, and he says, "Oh boy, biggest car issue you've ever created for yourself, whether intentional or." Unintentional. Gels, you go first. You on a rotary. 
<laughs> okay. So, All right. Now we've got the elephant on that right in there. Um, oh, boy. I know um, one. I, I can hint at one for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Wide bodying my damn car. Okay. All right. Now the direction I was going to go, but let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wide bodying your car, Ten you seconds. think like you get like a lot more room for like activities in like with your wheels and stuff, unless you go the stance route. And in which case you have wide ass wheels everywhere, including up front that, you know, may or may not hit every part. I of think I accidentally and liner and everything. I think I accidentally ruined your front tires when I drove it one time, but Dakota, yeah, your turn. So did, wow. uh, so did, uh, David, that dude in blue. Um, <laughs> oh shit. He's so calling people out on the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Pop, pop, pop. It's okay. Dude. I, I forgot to warn him. I totally did. I totally yeah, forgot. I'm like, his fault. don't turn past like three quarters. Of the way, you don't or realize how less shred the like, that's not a lot at all, too, which is the worst part. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. uh, mine Dakota? easy. I, I thought of Volkswagens instantly, so I had a <laughs> very great, amazing god tier Volkswagen, my sport wagon TDI. I love oh, it, yeah, it's amazing. And I had the fucking bright idea, great, fantastic idea to to trade it for a different Volkswagen because this thing's perfect. So why don't I get rid of it and get something else? Because there's probably something more perfect, right? No, no, there wasn't something more perfect. <laughs> this was a classic case of the grass is greener. <laughs> it was actually yellower because I got a 20th anniversary Amole yellow Mark IV that. GTI. Oh, yeah. And as much as I love the damn thing, it was the biggest pain in my ass. I've never had a vehicle with more issues in my entire life than this damn Mark IV GTI. Every single time I've got into the car, there's a problem. Every time. And it was a new problem. It's like live streaming, like how I run into an issue every time. Yeah. Oh, it's my like God. That, with that. that is and like the OBS of cars. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. And it was just this whole thing and uh i I tried fixing a lot of it i really tried i dove into it i was like i want to save this i want to bring it back and i think i did a decent job of getting it to a fairly drivable point it was dope Uh, but every day i wake up and i'm like tdi it's not there (laughs) and i regret it and i wake up sweating what what were you going to answer for me Oh, I wanted you to talk about not owning a boosted car, and you've done that to yourself. Oh, that's anyways. Awesome. All right. Yeah, that's that's a topic for another. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say, I would say for me, it would be I used to have a 1976 Datsun. Is that what this one? No, oh. this was uh, off. Of no, also wrong. <laughs> that had a 355 supercharged V8 in it. Oh, I and remember. I this learned car. everything I had to learn about being a mechanic on this car to learn that I did not like being a mechanic. <laughs> and I remember. The the motor had essentially a top end issue, so I had the bright idea of doing it all myself. And I went through the whole process. I literally had a business account at O'Reilly's. I'd go there like three, four times every single Monday because that's when I worked Jesus. on the car. And I tore everything apart. I put it all back together. And as I was putting everything back together, you know, like the, the you put the camshafts and you've got these roller rocker arms Engine and you've got cars, all yeah. these top end bits and motor domestic pieces. I didn't know that those had to be torqued down at a certain like positioning yeah, yeah. of where you're at, like crank zero or whatever they call it. And I just just tighten them fuckers down and slap the valve covers on and threw it in <laughs> threw it oh, in the no. first drove down out? just drove down the street i remember driving it to my dad's house which was about like three miles away from the apartment that i shared with michael shaw and yeah. julio and i had a good friend herbert at the time who's helping like teach me on this sort of stuff but i kind of wanted to skip past the slow part i just wanted to get the car done yeah as you do and before i even got the car back I had bent almost all of the rods and had oh, to do it all oh, no. over again. I had to rebuild it again. And I didn't tell anyone for like <laughs> six months because I was so ashamed 
that oh. when they're like, how's the car coming along? I was like, oh, it's good. It should be ready by spring. It was ready in the winter time, oh. and I screwed it up. Oh, so. man. Wow, that's that, rough. That was I a learned, perfect answer to this. Yeah, I think you to finally admit that after all these years. Yeah, well, it's hiding you know. deep, deep down. Well, um, not anymore. And it's never coming back. Bent rod looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow the torque spec. Oh, it was so lame. I just, it's a stick. It's a metal stick. You know, you tighten it yeah. down, you put the valve covers on. Who knew that apparently they're at different positions depending on where everything was? Well, you're supposed to know that because you're on YouTube, so you know everything. Clearly wrong. Yeah, no. That is that is the worst. It's like the one, what you think is like a minor thing. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, that was extremely detrimental yeah. to everything else. I will say, silver lining, it was still... A 350 that we had to a 355, it was still a small block Chevy. So I could still go to O'Reilly's. Everything was still dog water cheap. The only thing that really hurt me was my pride because I really thought I had it. I was like yeah. 19, 20 years old. I'm I like, it. oh, I, I can say I rebuilt thing. a motor yep. by myself. You know, you have that curve of like experience, knowledge, confidence, that whole thing. And I was like up here, made it three miles, engine blew apart. Went right back down to... <laughs> you got humbled yeah, real quick. Yeah, I got quick. humbled fast. Damn. All right, we have another one um, submitted from that underscore car guy 47. It's Taylor, actually. Uh, cars you hate for no reason. So be <laughs> careful with this one because there's cars and you have plenty of reasons. But I want to I hear about one that like you're driving down the road and you're just like, ah, <laughs> I hate that fucking thing. Any of like the newer Chevy cars that came like factory turbocharged... That people just throw a blow off valve on and like drive around the neighborhoods <laughs> in like manual automatic mode. <laughs> that this, shit pisses I'm, me off so much. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out right now if you hate these cars or you just hate the people that own them. Uh, there's a, someone in my neighborhood and I hear it every goddamn night and I can hear it coming from four blocks away and it's like a stock Malibu. No, that's yeah. a th- that's the thing is like how do you not hate the people that dr- like I was originally <laughs> I gonna say people. literally I just anyone don't like the car. No, no, there's <laughs> there's a there's a person in that car that made that decision. No, that no, no, no. I, I remove that from No, this. no, no. Yeah. They exist. If for me, it was originally gonna be like the people, the BMW crowd that puts like all the burble tunes on completely stock cars, but it's that's not people. that. It's not car. That's not it's I'm not I know. I was attacking people for a okay, second. Okay, I had to take okay. it back. Cars. Yes. I don't have an answer yet. All right, Dakota. Honestly, I I was trying (laughs) to It is a tough one. It is a tough one. I'm trying to have one where it's not like, it's like when you see someone that just has a punchable face. I have it. (laughs) Speaking of Alex. (laughs) I have it. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, God. The FJ Cruiser. Fuck what? you! What? What's wrong with the FJ? I love Cruiser. everything. FJ's. <laughs> no, FJs were shit when they were launched. People hated them. It's they a Toyota. It doesn't matter that they're a Toyota. Listen, there's Kinda. Toyota. No, FJs Toyota. Are cool. No, they're cool now. <laughs> no, they are cool now. They were not cool they're five years cool. ago. They were not. Are you very saying reliable. they're like the champion of vehicles? They are. They are absolutely the <laughs> oh champion of vehicles. God. I can't look at somebody wearing a champion sweater and not think to myself, that was $5 back when I used to go to karate when I was seven years old and I was in Walmart trying to find gym clothes. It was it was champion. FJ Cruiser is the champion of off-road. It's not that fantastic. They get exported because everybody wants to live this off-road lifestyle. They're not that great at it. Okay, well. I got one. I agree with you on the champion thing. Thank you. Porsche gels. Porsche Boxsters. They piss you up? Yeah. Which generation? When I see them, I'm just You don't mad. even know generations. I don't. Generation? So I know me, what generation me, you're talking you about without me? even... I was going to say, it's like um, the it's rounded off a little like bit. the 90s That's into the 2000s. Literally yes. every yes. single... You're, no, no, no. But like it's like bubbly. Like, like you're, every okay, I'm not helping. 
Um, is it the base model version of the I one I Porsche have? As well. The base model version of the yes. one I have. The, it's I have a, it's a base model. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like the, did it have the, the poor egg? man's Porsche. Yeah. Did it have the egg headlights? Yes. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. So the nine nine six. I don't know, Alex. Porsche. Like the box. scrambled, so many the scrambled egg headlights were like. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. again. I can't really put a finger on it why I dislike it. And maybe if I drove one, it would change it. There's something in me. I like I see those and I'm just like <laughs> just bah. literally. Like I, I literally feel that I'm so happy I thought of it because I was like, I was panicking a little bit. I was like, no, I have a reason for like Jeeps. I hate it. And there's a million well, reasons that I hate Jeeps. Exactly. Started on Jeeps. It was so funny too that Donut Media started this Jeep slander. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? Because I would literally, like, I hated Jeep. Way before that ever happened, I always just hated it. And I was like, man, that is so relatable. So other people feel that way. But again, I have a million reasons. But for whatever reason, when I see a Porsche boxer, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> I don't like that car. I don't know. Maybe Wait, someone hey, changed my mind. If you do, if you, if you get cool. the IMS repaired in them, What's they IMS? actually are pretty, pretty good. Talking They're English. pretty good yeah. tracked vehicles. It, IMS, so Idiot the magnet schedule. Well, the 996 non-turbos had an IMS, an intermittent failure that caused them to have catastrophic failure if they weren't dealt with appropriately. That was the reason the 996 non-turbos were so cheap. But if you get it fixed, they actually make for a really good budget track car. If you don't like a Miata, but the Miata is cheaper, more reliable, has more parts and is better in every way. So most people didn't get a 996. They ended up waiting until the Cayman came out later in the 2000s. Mm. Caymans are great. Great track. I didn't cars. get any of those. I don't know about you guys. No, yeah, I've never owned a Porsche. I'd probably. You know, it's interesting. You don't know Porsche nomenclature, <laughs> even though you're a Volkswagen guy. Like that's those rich. are separate. Like you even had to tell me that it was a 20th anniversary when you were explaining yeah. your shit Volkswagen. Because. It's a fucking $3,000 Volkswagen, not a $300,000 Porsche. <laughs> what the hell? I just, I don't understand how you can, you can know the anniversary of a Volkswagen, but then. Because it came the, in dope the, colors. The Porsche 911 lineage is no, unbeknownst to you. No, because there's so many numbers, so your, many letters. Your community tries to get into that community. No, no. Okay, first of all, let's clear things Tell up. I'm not, not claiming the Volkswagen <laughs> community. I'm not saying. I am a part of them or that I dislike them or that I do like them. I'm staying completely wow. neutral That's very on the Volkswagen you know, community. I know why you're doing it because <laughs> the internet will kill you. If they if the Volkswagen community finds out you don't like the Volkswagen community, you're done. You're hunting. You're literally yeah, and then I'm like, a Volkswagen what? on your shit. I fucking own one. It's in my driveway. And then they're like, shit. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> I, it, it, that doesn't well, matter. Not, I'm not, not worried about treating it right. You're not doing the right yeah, things you're with not, it. You're no, not, I already you're, got, dude, I got so much backlash. For what? Saying that I dislike lug bolts. <laughs> Holy <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. dude. Everyone's yeah, you like, fucked up with that that's one. a Idiot. skill issue. That's a skill issue. <laughs> I can put the goddamn wheel on. I just hate doing it when you could have studs. That, it's like, what the fuck? I could make a pizza over a campfire, but I'd prefer to just put it in the goddamn pizza maker because it's easier. Exactly. It's not a skill issue. I can still eat pizza. I just want it done the better way. And I got so much shit from so was, many people. Some people I was were really cool surprised about it, by that one. Yeah, I couldn't believe the amount of backlash yeah. on lug bolts. That's the thing. I though. thought there was like a unique. Like everyone that, was like, "Yeah, fuck lug bolts." That's the internet, though, right? Yeah, you you're go right. out there, you post, yeah. and it's ridiculous. I, I did a video with with Brian from Top Rank, who's going to be on a podcast coming yes. up. He's going to be in the next podcast, which is awesome. And I was asking him the value of the GTRs that he had 
on the rack in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the internet, it's like five million views on on Instagram right now. Breaking. And everyone, Breaking. everyone is pissed about those numbers. Oh, it's not worth that. Oh, those yeah. cars aren't worth that. Maybe if you're blind, is your yeah, camera's not yeah, worth that. Yeah. And then Brian, Brian sent me a text, like I think it was like a week ago or two weeks ago. He's like, yeah, by the way, the 400R that I listed in just there. Just sold. Just sold. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ha, told you. I remember going to Top Rank and talking to those guys and they're like, yeah, we'll get calls all the time. Like someone will call in about a car they really want and then they'll be like, oh, well, I'm not fucking paying those crazy prices i'll call you in five months when it's still sitting on your lot and he said one guy literally like said that he hung up the phone it rang answered it again sold the car <laughs> it's like dude <laughs> guys they That's wouldn't incredible. be listing them if they wouldn't sell for that right. price they right. gotta move this stuff have yeah. you ever seen their inventory yeah They're, they use every centimeter of that goddamn I place that they have yes they gotta move that stuff yes. it's not sitting around sorry next question i was just um distracted <laughs> Uh, let's see what we got. It got a little spicy. Uh, I think that's that's it for questions I have on question. this one. Oh, okay, perfect. Which car do you believe? Oh boy, should not give, should not get oh. the amount of love it gets. Ooh, what car do you think is being mm. hidden behind the masses? Really, the Toyota FJ. Honestly, I've heard a lot of people <laughs> oh, like hate on it, God. talk shit about it, and I think it's my man. It's the answer to Jeeps. Jeeps are the problem. Toyota's like, here's the answer. The FJ. It's better in every way. It usually Wait. takes them about 15 uh, years. Hold on. Did I misunderstand? We're talking about which car isn't getting the love it deserves? No, no, no. Other way. You think yeah, it's getting it way wrong. too much love. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were just like spoofing on them. They kept going. I no, 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 no. I appreciate it because now we can just take the sound bite. And now it's him agreeing. <laughs> Thank you. I fucked up. Okay. So let me. I've had a couple bush lights. Um, cars that get too much love. Yeah, cars that don't deserve the amount of love. Okay, well then one car. Okay, I, I just want to because I don't want any of us to say this because I think it's oversaturated. Everyone says like Mark IV Supras, R34 GTRs because of the prices they're going for. Well, right. They they get too much love for what they are. I don't want to talk about that. Like, there's the JDM icons and they are the icons because of movies Us. and what they are and what they represented during that time. We'll move on past that. I want to get a little more niche than that. Okay. And okay. think of a car that yeah that gets. Too much love. It's a it's a hard one, mm-hmm. um, because you always think about the the underdog. Who's the over the overdog? Hmm. Do you have one in mind, Alex? Or are you you just throwing this question in I'm the just, air and we're I'm now just, I'm someone's got to alley oop it. I'm just I'm lobbing it up. It's it's two K five. Oh, I got it. Okay, uh, this is kind of sorry. Stop hiding your face with your hand. It's a little more. No, you have tattoos. I'm not trying to. Uh, Dude gets one tattoo. He has to call out. Of <laughs> I know what you're saying. He's Subaru like, hey, look at my WRX, and we can throw in STI if you want. Otherwise, just Subaru WRX. Because I, I got to meet up with Ben from Gears and Gasoline, <laughs> and he had like probably the best Subaru STI you could build. It was fantastic. Oh my god, I was like, I understand it. Mm-hmm. This is it. This is why everyone loves Subarus. This, is... and then I would come back to the realization. That he's put fucking fifty thousand yes. dollars into this car to get it to the point where it is a really nice yeah. car. Yeah. I think like all said and done, like cost of the car and everything that was done, it was like an eighty thousand yeah. dollar car. Yeah. That's why I felt bad when Donut Media started doing the Hilo series with oh, the Subaru. Yeah. And, and they start popping and everything and they, started boom, falling boom, apart. Boom. And you can it's not even like a joke to see how angry they are in those video series. No, like they're, they're legitimately pissed. pissed. There's so much work that goes yes, into working on I these know. fuckers. And the reason the engine blows up is like, oh, well, 
the oil was sloshing around. It's like, you don't think that's a fucking issue? You would have fixed Subaru? You're fucking off-roading. The whole thing is that you are a world rally car. And there is a cult. Everyone loves these cars. There is a cult for these cars. And people will... I'm going to get shit for this now. People fucking love these things. And it's like, bro, you're the one fixing it. Every Subaru ad I've ever seen is it's on its fourth engine and it's at 80,000 yeah, miles. Fresh, freshly rebuilt. See, that's why I would rather have a rotary Mazda than having a Subaru because rotaries, thousand percent. because rotaries don't pretend to not need the service. You yeah. see, everybody that has a, a rotary engine, a Mazda, RX-7, RX-8, they know they're, what they're, they know. they're like, don't talk hey. about if, it's when. Yeah, it's like every yeah. 60,000, exactly. you rebuild the engine, you're good to go. Like, they own it. It's a sense of pride yep. to know that. Subaru people are like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, this, this thing's no, reliable. No, no, no. This thing's oh. super reliable. It only it's, did this because a, of this. Yeah, and, it's, yeah, it's on its third engine just because, you know, the previous guy didn't know how to take care of it. And it's like, I'll, oh, well, I'll what do you You know, doing? the internals are built for 3,000 horsepower, and I'm only running 200, so it's fine. Blows up in a week. Every oil. time. Oil. The problem is oil every time. The problem is it's a fucking Subaru every time. Dude, <laughs> Gels? I don't get why people buy those. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I'm getting I real mean, heated. I, I think Dakota said it best. Um, I, I've been trying to think of one while I'm sitting here. I I don't really know. It There's so many different platforms out there, and it's like obviously you have your pros and cons to each. Right, right. I'd say like maybe, and I know I'm going to catch flag for this too, oh. maybe like the S550 Mustangs? Oh, no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, those I, guys get hard dicks over those things. I, I, I do like the cars. <laughs> like, like they do. Been, yeah, they've like been proven to like do some like pretty cool stuff. Like we've even seen them out on like the drift track and yeah. stuff like that. And they can hold their own. But it's deliver. like, I just see them like fucking everywhere. <laughs> like, and if it's like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to buy a new car, going to get some more power. They go for the fucking S550. And it's like, okay, it's good stuff. Like and, and like there is a good aftermarket platform for it, but I think there's just there's a lot of other stuff out there too. And I feel like out of all the cars, like I don't see like Camaros anymore. I don't see like Corvettes anymore. I just see fucking S five fifties everywhere. I, I do see some C eights around. I see quite a bit of C eights, honestly. Yeah. But I, I see I, a lot guess, of C like, eights out there. I feel, a lot like, of I feel like you can't even like incorporate a C eight in that. I'm talking about like right, maybe right. like your, no, I, your, I get your grand sports and your stuff yeah. like that. Like Grand it's, Sports a good good I, Corvette. I I don't know Not which like. model it's called. Is it the S five? It's the the Mustang that's um in Born to Race. You know the white blob STI versus oh, like the, the Mustang headlight. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that body style specifically. I relate with what you're saying. I think that gets too much love. I think it's ugly. I think a lot of people that drive these, in my experience, are douchebags. Oh, and I'm telling that. what car are we talking about again? Ben. Oh, the other. Okay. The yeah, Mustang. Yeah. Ben, yeah. I'm going to clip it. And see, these are personal experiences <laughs> that I've had with real people. It was always them. And that was always the fucking issue or root of problems. So I agree. I, yeah. I think they get too much love because it's a basic ass car with a V8. And it hops curves all the time because it doesn't <laughs> handle that well. And there's a bunch of people. It's like the sports car you get. If you're not a car enthusiast, but you want a sports car, See, like you, you don't know, you're like, oh, I'll just get a Mustang. That's a sports car. Yes. So I, I feel like we have to preface it's on everybody. No, there are no, some no, great no. Mustangs out there. Yes. Uh, There's some great people that I know uh, that own these great Mustangs. Disclaimer. Yes. Great disclaimer. No, so, a thousand percent. So here's what There's I'll a do. There's a caveat to every single. But it's 2022, course, and we're generalizing. <laughs> of course there is. So I'll, I'll, I have, I have my car I'm picked sorry. out. And here's, here's what I think. Very similar to what you said, but in a different regard. If you want to be a, a car enthusiast and you don't know 
this is going to, I have to preface this very carefully. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because where this I goes. have a lot of really great friends I've made that own these platforms. So I'm really not trying to be mean, but. Just say it. Okay. Here it comes. The Elantra N platform shouldn't <gasps> exist. Oh, whoa. I didn't even it think is, about those. I wasn't is, expecting that. It is way too supported by the KDM masses. And it is not. Well, they only have actual, like three cars. So. It is not an actual long-term good vehicle. Why? It why, is. Yeah, why? It is the. It is the literal embodiment of anything that you would buy at Home Goods or or Ross. Like they, it's good on the surface. And literally after two uses, it's the H and M of cars. After two washes and you accidentally dry it, it's fucking worthless. Like the Elantra N is a great car on the surface, and if you lease it. And that's all you do. You're you're probably okay, but the motors aren't great. Hyundai and Kia is constantly getting sued because they don't know how to handle their finances. They don't know how to build a proper engine. They have multiple million engine recalls. The Elantra N has red sway bars in the trunk, which automatically make it a fucking sports car, that's and it makes cool, burbles, and it goes into race mode. I'm sorry. Don't forget the N badges. Literally, I don't need. <laughs> now listen, I am sorry because I have a lot of friends that run aftermarket carbon fiber on their Elantra stuff. I know a lot of really great homies in California that have the Elantra N, oh, they boy. have the Veloster N, and they know, I, they know I don't <laughs> like this car, but they're awesome people, so I feel bad. But the Elantra N, I just am not convinced. And also, I know it's a car that's not going to last more than three years. I know Hyundai's going to kill it. Wow. Quote me. Okay, well... Timestamp that for three years so we back <laughs> and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I wasn't expecting that, but no, I thought he was going to say a good like conversation. And I thought you were going to attack the FRS. Now that no, I think that's an awesome platform. Yeah, no, I agree. I, th I thought that's where you were going, though. I he thought it was coming. He was ready to like grab the knife. I successfully <laughs> attacked three different car groups now, and this might be the end of the podcast. Yeah, it was a good run. It was a great first episode. I think it was awesome, <laughs> and we appreciate you guys joining this first ever podcast. Hell if yeah. you could, please. Let us know what you enjoyed about it in the comments. If you have any questions or anything that you want us to talk about in the next one, that would be great. And then if you want us to have any guests on. Obviously, we just want to create a community here. So, you know, interact, say hi, drop a comment, and we'll see you probably on the next one, eh? Yeah, let me know which car you think gets too much love so then I can yell back at you when you yell at me for talking crap about your car. Okay, I feel like I'm the one that's going to get the most shit because the Elantra forums, they talk. I don't know. See, but that's a niche community. We're Mustang community. Is the entire world. So, yeah, but they're all old. It doesn't matter. No, they're not. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.